What is up, Breadheads? Bread Let's go. Breadheads. Ty and Eric back in the booth, IRL. Taking, That's right. But, but only W's in this episode. Yeah, dude. Only two W's in this episode. Um, two wieners. This is this is part one of evergreen content mm-hmm. <laughs> while ties away. Yeah, this content is greener than the lettuce at Subway. That's right. Nothing is evergreen at Subway. All of that shit goes stale brown after like 20 minutes. Yeah. Except for the bread. There's something in the bread that keeps it nice and fluffy. I wonder if corporate <laughs> corporate way is even allowed to use the term evergreen in their boardrooms or if they have internal, like I'm sure they have all sorts of internal mm-hmm. like quips and whatnot to describe their work that's subway related. They're like, oh yeah, this is ever brown, you know, <laughs> this, this idea, this concept. <laughs> It would be so like hard for us to work there because we would just troll like nonstop. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. what is the company Slack looking like at Subway HQ? You know what I mean? Like, what, what custom emojis are they using? Yeah, there? dude. Like, oh, with a little <laughs> slice of ham. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be like a little like bug or something that's like people are replying with. It's like I found another fly in my food. Yeah, dude. I bet the most commonly used GIF is like the Subway logo, like bitmapped and spinning in a circle. Oh, one hundred percent. Just chaos. And- I wonder what they think of the like subway like meme template mm. where it's like my brother in Christ, you made the sandwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How often do you think that gets passed around <laughs> company Slack's channels? It's, it's like screen. It's been screenshotted like eight hundred times. Dude, I have an album on my phone of the, the ones that I just haven't posted to Think Fresh podcast yet. They're, they come to me. <laughs> oh no. Same with the uh, SpongeBob and Patrick meme. Five dollar foot long, low price. <laughs> that one's good. What where when Patrick's like. Free transform. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's been stretched. That's right. Uh, I also think that they probably use terms like, uh, like if you think about my typical day in an office setting, which is not very often because I'm a full time podcaster. Mm-hmm. It's people throw around words like synergy or like they say like we need to parking lot that idea. Mm. So like surely Subway isn't falling for this like corporate the vernacular they're, they're mm, it's jargon. all creative types there right it's jargon mm-hmm. the only jargon that subway has is the tuna <laughs> that's the tuna right is the jargon of meats <laughs> or the hamon the hamon what? that's uh ham in spanish i should know that i should, <laughs> I should know that hamon. Hamon. um jargon. i was gonna say Oh, yeah, they don't do any kind of evergreen. Um, and they don't really have words at Subway HQ to describe parking lot items. Mm. For them, it's like, oh, we got to put that in the fridge. Mm, you know yeah, I mean, we got to yeah. save that for later. <laughs> back in the bucket. Yeah. Put that back in the bucket. We'll come back to it later. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, you know, when you want to have like a quick stand-up meeting, it's like just a drizzle. Just a drizzle. Oh, I love that. I love that. Dude, we would fucking go crazy there because we would just rename everything yeah, to dude. be like punny and like stupid and then nothing would actually get done dude i want to start a naming agency that's specifically for improving corporate vernacular within an office space oh, around dear. the business that they're creating i think that's my only real skill mm-hmm. i actually worked with somebody whose job was partially that mm. they were like their whole like fucking value prop for like working there was i'm gonna make sure everyone speaks the same language and at the time, I was like rejecting, I'm like, fuck this guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But now I'm kind of like, oh, it makes so much sense. Like, what's lettuce? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Lettuce is lettuce. We have to align on what that is. Got, yeah, they're a, ling- a lettuce linguist. Mm-hmm. Business is business. Yeah, Shred- shredded <laughs> linguist. <laughs> 
Interesting. Right. I think that's a great job. And I think like a part of any good storytelling, which is all a company is, is just a bunch of people sitting in a room trying to tell the same story is that they uh, don't have, uh, if they don't have the same words to tell the story, then they end up telling different stories. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, if I try to order a footlong sandwich and I call it tomato sauce and you order the same footlong sandwich, you call it marinara. There's a good chance that <laughs> I'm not going to get what I'm looking for. I might end up with a tomato slice, right? Mm-hmm. Same attempt at the same footlong, different outputs. So there's a good chance that our sandwich artists are using Babel <laughs> to <laughs> learn multiple languages mm-hmm. because, you know, there's no way. <laughs> this guy just spilled uh, strawberry watermelon smash all over himself. And all over your CB2 coach. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Damn, dude. Crete and Barrel does not have uh, <laughs> replacement fabric, unfortunately. No. I've already asked. It's okay. It's a small splotch. It just looks like a blood stain. <laughs> uh, yikes. A marinara um, stain, if you will. That's right. The reason why we're doing Ever Brown content is because, Ty, you're going on vacation starting Saturday. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have to fill in two episodes of non current events yeah that's true uh, yeah we're gonna have to really like rack our brains and our stomach lining for uh some subway content if there's that's any right. left for this podcast but oh there's always more to eat at subway <laughs> there's always another inch <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh flying to europe this weekend a couple days in amsterdam and then uh i will flutter down to the island of Majorca for a little summertime relaxation wow soak up those last rays of the summer sun now is actually a great time to be in Europe on a beach because mm-hmm. everyone is back to school. All the Polish tourists have left. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Totally. They, they're they're back home. Um, you're able to find the best spot on the beach, and there's probably just going to be locals there. You know what I mean? Local like old people who don't have a nine to five job or yeah. a ten to two or whatever they do in Spain. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like I would think that like the city of Palma has been vacated. All of the British freshmen have flooded. <laughs> they have uh, migrated back north. All to, the lads have left. The lads have left. <laughs> they are, have returned to Oxford for freshman year. <laughs> Uh, so I think it will be quiet. It will be serene. I will swim in coves naked. I will drink freshly squeezed orange juice on a, on a terrace. It will, mm-hmm. it will be so magical. You, you know, the vibes, what well, it's, it's the, I, I'm going to try to create the vibe that subway attempts to perpetuate with its interior design. I'm going to stay in so many like estates, uh, just like with old old vines, you know, and shrubs. Yeah, there's going to be like a large scale PNG on the wall mm-hmm. of a tomato. Dude, yeah. Um, and that'll just be the menu. You know what I mean? Just be like, I want the tomato. <laughs> That's kind of funny though, because if you went into like any like old Italian, like heritage estate or villa, and you put like the subway art on the wall, it wouldn't. <laughs> I'm not going to say it would fit, but it wouldn't look out of place either. Like there is a, I hate to use this corporate language, but a, a symbiosis with these mm, two things, you know, a synergy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think, um, I mean, they might even, they might even have it just for you to order. I, I think that will probably be the menu. I hope so. I can't speak Spanish. You know what I mean? Especially if you're like in the uh, like markets and things like that, it'll just mm-hmm. be like a big green pepper big tomato big onion and we'll just know exactly where everything is but bro why would they need a picture of the green pepper on the wall at the market if the green pepper's just in the <laughs> no, so you can see it from across where the dairy is you know what oh, I mean? of course of course so you can find your 
find your way. It's like that Whole Foods when they have like bread in a script font and you can see it like up on the roof. Yeah, they have, they have bread written in papyrus. You can, you can see it from across the... Yeah, you're like, where's the grain? Oh, there, that section. Mm-hmm. Dude, mm-hmm. I can never find the bread section at Whole Foods because they don't treat it the same way they treat other like typical dairy sections. You know, like mm. dairy is always at the back. Produce is always at the entrance. You're going to find like some cursed canned and boxed mm. things, especially there in the aisles. But bread is a tough one because bread to me typically lives by produce. But I feel like at Whole Foods, they like to move it around depending on the mm. location. And even like like the Brentwood location, for example, they tuck it in an aisle. How, how messed up is that? <laughs> they put it in an aisle. I know exactly what you're talking about, Ty. Um, and this is like a grocery store dilemma, no matter where you go. because What bread? What bread is in mm. two sections. There's yeah. the like aisle bread mm-hmm. and then there's the bakery bread. Right. It's always separated. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and at Whole Foods, there's like one rack where there's like fresh bread. Mm-hmm. And then you got to like, if you want the like stuff that's like good to just throw in the freezer, you got to go past the meats and it's on the left. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I know yeah. exactly where it is. During COVID, I shopped there twice a week. Oh, yeah. Well, here's what I don't get about like, it, it makes sense to separate the like, processed bread we'll call it from the baked in-house bread the the house bread right (laughs) because the house bread deserves to sit with the produce because it's fresher and it's better Mm -hmm. Um, but i find like the house bread at a grocery store always has a spillover effect where other grain types start to uh i guess like fester around it like muffins and like (laughs) things from the bakery i guess i guess so you get like a few tortilla wraps showing up there too Mm -hmm. and then you have this like grain party happening of all these Mm -hmm. different types of bread Mm -hmm. but at the very center of it is the house loaf Mm -hmm. but so what that does the the larger and larger that house party gets Mm -hmm. the more likely i'm (laughs) going to assume that's just the like centralized grain destination so Mm -hmm. there's less and less emphasis on that manufactured bread which is probably what i'm trying to buy anyways Mm -hmm. to make grilled cheese sandwiches but you know what ty the other processed bread is located in a very key spot you know why? Because it's located next to the peanut butter and the jelly. Mm. Very common stopover if you're a That's true. PB&J That's guy. a layover, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. And it's next to the bagels, mm-hmm. which is by the cream cheese. It's That's all true. thought up. There's like some crazy grocery store psychology happening. Mm-hmm. And we're just like scratching the surface of that right now. Totally. The IA, the information <laughs> architecture of the grocery mm-hmm. store has mm-hmm. probably... Ingredient architecture. Ingredient architecture. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, it's probably so well thought through that to even question it is revealing my ignorance of the systems that are in place. Mm-hmm. But I don't get why at Whole Foods, the frozen croissants are next to the craft bread. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, they have frozen a croissants? baked in-house croissant dough. In a little oh. mini freezer next to the craft bread. That's Pillsbury? where I, I draw the line. I'm like, no, it's not Pillsbury. It's <laughs> like uh, Martin the the baker, you know? Oh, damn. <laughs> Interesting. I, have, I don't think I've seen that. Oh, they're really good. You should buy them. So it's just like take home, plop it in the oven, and yep. you got it. And whenever you, whenever you want it. a cheeky treat, just take a single croissant out of your freezer, put it on the tray, stick it in the oven for 20 minutes, freshly wow. baked. It's like... It's great for the winter because every day is a bad day. Mm-hmm. So then every day is a little bit better. Freshly baked croissant in the morning. <laughs> I can see you just like weeping while eating your one croissant <laughs> with like butter on it. And you're like, I want another one. <laughs> I wish I bought enough for two. <laughs> yeah. um, we got to talk about my biggest problem with Whole Foods. And this is 
Never going to change, unfortunately. Okay. Hit me. History, the libs are taking it in a different direction. You know what I mean? Mm. The wrong direction, if you ask me. Okay. Um, there's no deli at Whole Foods. Mm. It just simply does not exist. The deli is like four feet wide mm-hmm. and two feet tall. Like a section in the freezer mm. or like the fridge, like in between like the steaks and the cheeses. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, there's like one type of prosciutto, one type of salami. That's it. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. very, very small. Barely, barely a deli. Barely a deli. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I can't get some freshly sliced mortadella, totally. you know, nothing. It's, it's like, just brutal. And if I want to make a sandwich at home, I got to go to fucking Whole Foods for the bread. Because mm-hmm. I got the Terra Breads partnership. Hell yeah. <laughs> Extra green. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I got to go all the way to Bosa to get my deli meats. Why doesn't Whole Foods care about Italians? This is anti-Italian sentiment. It kind of is, actually. It's like they want to... The only place they're taking a shortcut in the entire grocery store is the deli meats. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is crazy because they've eliminated the possibility of them being a one-stop shop for sandwiches. Present day, even Subway is now like grading their salami slab in-house. Grading? Slicing? Sure, slicing. (laughs) I don't know. <laughs> I'm a vegetarian. Give me a break. Clearly, yeah, dude. He's never seen salami being sliced. I used to literally do that for work. Yeah, I, we, we know. <laughs> so if Subway can not, like, I feel like if Whole Foods wants to compete in big lunch, they're going to have to get their shit together in the deli department. That's right. Um, Canadian Food Health, um, bo- the board of Canadian Food Health wants you to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So that they can sell you cereals and salamis. Wait, are you saying that the three meal a day diet is bullshit, bro? It's propaganda. It's all cap. No, it's big milk, don't dude. You, don't you get hungry? <laughs> <laughs> what if I told you that if you just simply didn't eat a meal, you wouldn't feel hungry the next time? Wait, like no. if you skip breakfast like three days in a row, it takes three days to break a habit. You know what I mean? If you just don't eat breakfast for three days in a row, on the fourth day you'll not even want to have breakfast mm. see i want to believe that but what <laughs> explain that to smokers okay well that's there's no nicotine in your fucking captain crunch though <laughs> dude i wouldn't be surprised if there was because that <laughs> shit is addicting that's and true that shit's in the fruit loops bro it's true and no but i do understand where you're going with this is that mm-hmm. you only create breakfast because you ate breakfast and if yeah. you didn't eat breakfast, you'd stop craving it. It's the same thing with literally everything except for probably the cigarettes. Yeah, any any drug like coffee mm-hmm. or this delicious mm-hmm. strawberry watermelon smash that Eric gave me. <laughs> Pause. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> smash is in the beverage. It's like a genre of uh, camp cocktail. Yeah, dude, Just it's, it's the secret third way of creating a drink. It was <laughs> shaken, stirred, and smashing. <laughs> <laughs> I used to make some some pretty good cucumber smashes. I would uh, <laughs> slice up the cucumber, muddle it with some, uh, like, I guess, mint or basil or something, and then just mm-hmm. huck some gin in there. Nice. And mixologists right there. Mixologists are just people that mush things. Mush and shake. <laughs> like, <laughs> imagine if you, like, met someone at the party and they're like, what do you do for your life? And you're like, I mush, shake, and I pour. <laughs> yeah, true. I wouldn't say you're just a horny chemist. Yeah, basically. <laughs> hmm Um... <laughs> One last Whole Foods thing, just shout out to the 
Parmigiano Tower at Whole Foods. Mm. Probably my favorite stopover every time I go. The Leaning Tower of Cheese Up. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Have you seen it? Uh, it does strike a familiar chord. Mm-hmm. Um, island in the aisle. Island. Maybe big. like foot and a half. Does that sound right? Yeah. Or taller? It's, it's elevated off elevated, the ground. Elevated, yeah. Um, and then there's like a faux cheese wheel mm-hmm. that's like supporting the, the pyramid. Yeah. yeah. And then there's just like random cuts of Parmigiano with the skin on, you know what I mean? The core. I like pyramids. You like pyramids? <laughs> like Name it. one pyramid. <laughs> <Not shit. laughs> uh, the pyramid of P- P- Giza. Okay. I was curious Giza. if you were going to say the, uh, what's that one in Vegas? The Excelsior or something? The Luxor. A Luxor, yeah. The Luxor. Luxor. Yeah, like the vehicle. Lexa. Lexus? Lexus. <laughs> Alexa is not a vehicle. Alexa. <laughs> but it's a vehicle for your ideas if you, true. If you want to think wow. of it that way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> never been in the Luxor. Never been to Vegas. You haven't been to Vegas? Never been to Vegas. Do people always say that said that to me before this year? And it would then you went nuts. to Vegas. And then I went to Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, should I go to Vegas? I think we need to do a Think Fresh Writers Retreat in Vegas. That would yeah, make a totally. lot of sense. Vegas is a good place for a retreat. <laughs> it, absolutely. Um, I'm retreating. <laughs> and receding. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the objective is in Vegas. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Either you're a degenerate gambler or someone's knocking my door. Yeah, hard pause. And hard resume. <laughs> Damn. Eric's, Sorry about that, breadheads. Eric's always getting people visiting his door. Strangers in the night. Ladies mm. of the night. Yeah. I mean, no, but um, <laughs> I thought it was going to be my crooked neighbor. Mm-hmm. So I thought you were, you were going to witness some kind of conflict happening, which would have been fun. so cool. Everyone's um, trying to cancel Think Fresh. Yeah, I know. Do you, um, we I'm, don't listen to cease and desist, though. I'm glad it was not your neighbor. Uh, I, I thought it was going to be a DoorDash driver. It kind of was. I've been watching a lot <laughs> of like videos of like DoorDash drivers. like Oh, no. Throwing, yeah, throwing food. Like It's like door cam view. Mm-hmm. Like door cam POV of the DoorDash mm-hmm. driver just like whopping the bags down or like stomping them because they didn't get a tip. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. It's so crazy what people will, will. It's weird that like now that the DoorDash driver has to take the food in public, uh, <laughs> we're suddenly aware of like what's happening behind the scenes with our meals. Whereas before, all of that happened behind closed the closed doors of the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So we didn't know what the. Uh, um, like disgruntled sous chef was doing to our surf and turf. But now it leaves that into the wild. It is out in public, the public eye, uh, and the DoorDash driver with no training for how to present food or handle food mm-hmm. is responsible for bringing that to you. Mm-hmm. Crossing a city at that time, uh, like at the same thing, it just seems mm-hmm. we're, we're entering this new era where now I'm suddenly aware the like, Pandora's box has been opened. Pandora's mm. Jack in the Box has been <laughs> opened. Pandora's Pizza Box. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude, it's unfortunate because like these apps, all they just all they screen for is like, do you have a driver's license? One more. Pandora's Bread Box. Oh, okay. Yeah, we didn't good. need to cut me off for that Sorry. one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, uh, <laughs> they're only screening for a driver's license. You're right. Keep building on that. Great. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you get guys who are just fucking flopping down the pizza on the ground. Um, this is why I can't have an actual home because if I were to have a home, like a house house, I would have like security cameras everywhere mm-hmm. and I would just be watching these people all the time. Mm-hmm. I would spend my entire day watching like who's driving by my place and things like that. Oh dude, I would be so paranoid. <laughs> I, 
I think I'd have to set up like, like, like a vineyard set of shrubs, you know, like the really tall, thin render shrubs that are like, they're not even shrubs. They're like trees, but they're kind of like those ones outside. <laughs> they're, they're like, uh, they're shape of a pencil or like, um, you know, what is this breed of tree? You know, the ones you like, it's like a, it's like a bush, right? It's like a bushy tree, a bushy tree. Yeah. But it's those ones that, um, like, if you were like in an Italian villa, they mm -hmm. would line the perimeter of the property. That's exactly what I'm thinking. And that's exactly what I would do with that foliage. Because, <laughs> and why I'm picking those trees, Eric, is because they go so many foot longs high that it, I can't think of a shrub that goes higher than those mm -hmm. Italian bushes. Mm -hmm. Man, that's one thing I miss about my Chinatown apartment. The real breadheads know about this one, but it felt like I was living in a fortress mm. because I was so high off the ground and like, the walls and everything were just like smooth to the fact that like there's nothing that could possibly climb up mm -hmm, you know what i mean mm -hmm. i felt so safe in there yeah dude and the feeling of being safe coupled with proximity to danger is so exciting ty because <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> so you just cool. get to be right there in the action and you know that nothing's going to happen to you mm -hmm, it's you amazing. Have, i mean you call it a fortress. It kind of could also be a penitentiary. You know? It's kind of the yeah, same these metal bars on the window make you feel so safe. Concrete walls, metal bars, but you're up pretty high. You're in the you're in the warden's like room. You know, mm -hmm. the war room. I'm sure. I'm in solitary. Is actually yeah, so, totally. Um, you can only hear thoughts echoing off those concrete walls. Yeah, if these walls could talk, I... <laughs> it's like if they they're talking to me every night. <laughs> oh my god. Um. We have some exciting news coming out of Vancouver. We do. We have the best restaurant. I'll put that on record. Facts. Savio Volpe. Period. <laughs> is opening a, I guess, I don't know if it's a second location. I don't know if it's fair to say a second one. I think it's like a sister brand, a sister mm. restaurant that is going to be uh, playing off of the name mm. at least. But yeah, it'll yeah. be a different type of Italian cuisine. Mm -hmm. And so... That'll be opening up in the Canby Village area of Vancouver. I'm so jacked for this. Elio Volpe. It's called Elio Volpe. And I want to read to you from the bio on their Instagram. It says, a warm breeze from southern Italy blowing into Canby Village this winter. Mm. What do you think of that, Ty? I love that. I'm really excited for just like uh, a freshness to the Italian food scene here in Vancouver. I feel like in the recent years it's mm -hmm. skewed heavy saucy pastas at least that's what i my experience my of it. favorite dude my favorite too <laughs> but it's nice to have options you know that's right so if it's southern that'll actually that's like the that's where pasta comes from it's from the south of italy right i mean the, some pasta does like bolognese comes from well i guess Bologna. yeah yeah um i guess maybe more seafood focus then i feel like that's like white sauce crowd seafood. down there you know yeah i guess so the, the great white white south Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. That's right. So I'm thinking it'll be yeah, uh, maybe like a lot of seafood. We're getting like a little bit of like squid in there, a little bit of like mm -hmm. calamari, mm -hmm. maybe some uh, some prawns. Out of all the Italian cities I visited, mm -hmm. Puglia, I think had the worst food. Really? And that's the south. That's and like far south. The farthest south I've ever been is Naples. So tell me why was it so bad? <laughs> Naples. It wasn't so bad. It was just the worst out of the four cities, four or five cities I've right, been right, to right, in Italy. Right. Um, one man's experience. One man's. This is a sample size of one. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, they are known for burrata. Mm -hmm. That's where it comes from. Oh, shit. So that was 
exceptionally good. Mm-hmm. Um, I also had some like seafood and things like that. I don't know. It wasn't like memorable, really. I it, it was a struggle to find a place to eat every night. It was like kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I don't really want to go here. So, I don't really want to go there. Not even hungry. Yeah, it's like, oh, maybe we don't eat tonight. It's like, what? We're on vacation. We have to go eat. <laughs> it's like, fuck. Like, all right, let's go try this place. And then you'd go and it was like a 7 out of 10. Yeah. It's like, okay, it's good if we're like, it's a Tuesday in Vancouver. Mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I wouldn't put up with this on vacation. Yeah, of course, because it should be 10 out of 10. You should be blowing your entire bank account on the most amazing food you ever had. Absolutely. That's why we travel. It's also the same place I had a $600 lunch in. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> Cliffside, baby. That was the most... Could oh I get the Cliffside Caesar? I'm still financially <laughs> recovering from that. But. Jesus. Yeah, maybe he had to remortgage his home. Yeah, dude. I had to fucking do the Amex like pre-approved loan just to pay for that. Yeah, damn. <laughs> but hey, uh, memories are priceless. <laughs> That's right. The, yeah, the chilling winds from the side of the cliff were priceless as well. Wow. So yeah. I feel like the best burrata I've ever had was in Roma. And I remember <laughs> when it came to my table, it was the size of like... A small oh, child's head? Yeah, basically. I was trying to think of a sports ball to compare it to because I think the sports ball unit of measurement covers mm. about the whole spectrum. Mm-hmm. But there isn't really a ball between the softball and the volleyball. That's kind of mm, where this thing I got was. one for you. Hit it's me. it's the bowling ball that's like designed for retards. The, the five pin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's the five pin bowling ball sized <laughs> glob of burrata, but it was perfectly spherical as if it was like a clay like model of a solar system. Oh wow. But then when you cut that in there, it just like flopped open like a Japanese mm. omelet and mm. it was so gooey in there. And Did I you mean, give it a little spank? Give it a little slap and watch, watch it jiggle, jiggle. <laughs> the recoil on this burrata is crazy. <laughs> I feel like that's probably part of the burrata rating system is like how oh, it shit. wiggle. <laughs> but bro, it was so good. And I've been chasing that taste, that feeling ever since, you know? Mm-hmm. I would agree, honestly. The best burrata I've had was in Roma. Mm-hmm. But Roma has like the best everything in Italy. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's the capital. They get just all the best things. Mm-hmm. Unless you're looking for like uh risotto milanese obviously you got to go to milan for that but fuck yeah dude everything is best in in rome yeah dude rome has figured out literally everything except public wi-fi (laughs) public wi-fi and like um not being like too touchy Mm -hmm. public groping (laughs) dude i was thinking about public groping the other day just bear with me here okay uh because i was thinking about how there's that 30 minute or 30 second gap where they're toasting the sandwich, right? <laughs> they're toasting the sandwich. And you think like, what do you do with yourself during that 30 <laughs> seconds? Especially if you're alone. And <laughs> I realized what I inadvertently do is I reach out and I start groping the potato chip bags. I just like give them a little squeeze. You know, I'm not even reading them. I'm just a little tuft in that air. Mm-hmm. Little, uh-uh. <laughs> you know i don't even know why i'm wondering are breadheads if there's others like me out there please step forward <laughs> i need to know that i'm not the only one you might be the only one but this is a great opportunity to think of new things to potentially interact with mm. during your uh like 30 second pausa yeah yeah you know what i mean dude i could probably bang out 15 push-ups in that time dude if you were to do push-ups while your bread's toasting and to see how many you could do before it dings That'd be a cool experiment. Burn those calories before you pick them back up. But it Mm -hmm. also seems absolutely absurd to like rub your hands on the subway floor Mm. immediately before picking up your foot long. Mm, Yeah. From foot to foot. I mean, you could just like 
use that as a way to flirt with the artist. Mm. You know what I mean? You could just let them know, like, oh, sorry, I was just trying to get diesel for you. Bro, the artist <laughs> is gonna turn around from the toast and be like, where'd he go? <laughs> Dude, you're just gonna pop out of nowhere like a jump like a jump scare. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> jump scare in the veggie section. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Damn, dude. I mean, they might be grateful for that. Like, they might be looking for some kind of excitement to get them through their shift. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, how many possible scenarios could exist in a subway? Uh, I mean, 44,000 and it's <laughs> something about, like, I think there's like that many combinations. Right? At one time. Yeah. At one time. Yeah. That's crazy. Damn. Um, what a multiplex. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's not like a McDonald's, though, where you get like, people like screaming in the restaurant at like 1am oh yeah that's because dude that's because mcdonald's does all the work for you if you have made good life decisions <laughs> you will be successful at subway but if you made poor life decisions why are you going into a subway mm-hmm. a place that's your experience is completely dependent on the decisions that you make mm-hmm. that doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense mm-hmm. no no real like sketchy person is going to go into subway it's it, too, too many eyes on them, you know? Too much pressure. Mm-hmm. I just thought of an amazing, like, charity cause that we could get behind. Mm. You know what I mean? I think that we could sponsor poor people. Like, maybe people who are not in North America. And then take them to Subway mm-hmm. and say, you can put any vegetable on this. Wow, dude. <laughs> and they'd be like, anything? <laughs> it's like does it cost more? no it's all free just any vegetable you want dude that's crazy because like the poor poor have never made it to the veggie section because you have mm. to figure out your meat and bread which is where the cost is that's true so how would they even know they, the you would actually barrier. like you could be the charity swindler i would sponsor the meat and bread mm-hmm. and allow them to dress it up however they wanted hell yeah let their minds wander shopping you know? spree shopping spree <laughs> I, I shop so much i could speak italian <laughs> damn dude the, uh, Buongiorno. Yeah, the lonely bum freezes mine in the veggie section. <laughs> oh no, the lonely bum. That's so sad. I don't yeah, know it why. is. It is sad. Did you see that clip of Kanye and North in the backseat of a car? Mm-hmm. And like Northy was like, uh, "Daddy, what are what are those? Um, why do people have tents outside on like cardboard?" Oh no. And then Kanye is like, "Well." Well, well, baby, those are uh, those are homeless people, and they just both just like stared blankly for like good twenty seconds, just like blinking. Just <laughs> like wow, no follow up, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we're just, like, the, all the comments are like, "Yeah, he just came up with a song in that twenty seconds." <laughs> yeah, he was cooking after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he was like in a deep state of thinking, and they're just like sitting there in silence. Like that was the only answer she needed, you know? Oh man. Crazy. Wow. I can't wait to hear what a uh, sonic like world he creates for that. I think Donda. Probably Donda. <laughs> Donda too. Cause like the house like burned down. Oh shit. I don't know. It all comes together. It I don't know the timeline of this uh, event unfolding, yeah. but I just, imagine it's that. Just simply the fact that he's talking to North means it was pre-divorce. True. True. So. He hasn't seen his kids in like, two years. <laughs> Poor guy. Shout out to Travis for dropping the address for the birthday party. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was so funny. Damn. A, a real one. And, I, then, and then he made Utopia. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited that we're re-entering a Kanye lore era. Like this whole like, Fuck yeah, dude. like dancing around Florence and taking photos is like bringing him back into the limelight. And I think we're mm-hmm. going to get some really good inside jokes and content for this pod as a result of it. So That's thank right. you to Kanye for your service. Absolutely. I mean, Kanye is the culture. So 
we are a culture podcast. That's we have true. to talk about it. Yeah, dude. And we have to talk about Bianca's mommy milkers, dude. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. The, the, the culture is on the, uh, the those ham slices. Mm-hmm. I can those. focus that. Two things at once. Damn. What What is going on? With <laughs> <that>? <laughs> it's like almost like... Uh, They're just comically like a, large. She looks like a Pokemon. <laughs> like her body doesn't look human. <laughs> yeah. And she's also Australian. Oh. Same place that Aesop is from. Another pillar of this podcast. Hell yeah. It all comes together. It sure does. Mm. And speaking of coming together, it all falls down. Kanye voice. We got to end this episode because yeah, it's well, time to end it. That's yeah. simply it. Put the, the top piece of bread on and cut that shit in half. Exactly. The toaster is dinging. Oh, we're a little late on the draw there, but you get the point. It is what it is. Breadheads, thank you for listening. Ty, thanks for jamming. Think fresh, everybody. Ciao. Ciao.